Hi guys, this is Elise from Amaranth and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, everyone, Sunny back here with another new episode of Interview Under Fire. Elise, thank you so much for joining our podcast today on IUF. This is a big time of the year for you and the guys over at Amaranth with the release of your sixth studio album, Manifest, which comes out October 2nd on Nuclear Blast Records. First off, you know, congratulations on all of the well-deserved recognition it's been getting so far. It's well-deserved. And before we get to all that, I'm going to ask a very important question to start things off. It's a very yeah. simple, it's a simple question, but it's mm-hmm. an important one. How yeah. are you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> You know, how have things been for you and the guys over in, you know, you're in Sweden right now, but our lives have pretty much changed since back in March. So how's life out there right now? Uh, in Sweden, it's uh, not a big difference, but I mean, for us being musicians, it's uh, a slight uh, catastrophe, but uh, we manage... We're actually very happy we're releasing an album right now. But since since March, we've been doing like all these preparations for the re- release and we've been recording uh, music videos and doing stuff like this that we actually would not have had time to schedule in if we would be over in the States touring right now. Right. Which was the original plan. And yes, of course, we've been talking a lot about how, like how terrible it is because we haven't been over in the States for a while and now was our chance to do a big comeback and everything was so, you know amazing and great and a <laughs> new album and everything and uh, yeah then it's just you know what happened yeah uh, you but know besides that it's not like i know it's very very bad over in the states but here in sweden it's been <sighs> people well we have been kind of criticized actually by other countries for taking this uh, very easy compared to you know like no masks uh, we can have uh, gatherings uh, I think it was like first 50 people, then 100, and now it's like 500 people. Um, so the shopping malls are open. Uh, well, I wasn't also here during the big lockdown, so I'm not okay. sure how, how it was because we were in Denmark, and then there it was when we recorded the album. And then, of course, it was like a ghost land. Yeah, I, I heard so many things that, that were going... Of course, in the States, it's chaos here. You never know oh. what's going to happen. Texas is just in like a world by itself. Sometimes we're yeah. going up to phase one, phase two, phase three, then we're dropping back to phase two. But yeah, mm-hmm. I heard you guys were handling it pretty easily. I'm okay with that. I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I wish we could handle it the way you guys did. Everything is just crazy always, every time here. But I wanted to ask, you know, being away from the stage a lot as of late, how are you keeping up your vocals? these days oh, actually, is, is that very yeah is that affecting your musicianship has anything changed for your routine wise lately if at all actually i went to we were in poland uh two days ago recording uh, two music videos and um yeah no flights were canceled this time it went we didn't need any papers or anything so for us now it feels like well we had masks that was the biggest like difference yeah (laughs) and of course hand sanitizers and stuff but then we i came home and i went straight to a studio in stockholm recording a a song with that was written by somebody else but uh yeah just like a fun project and i had to sing for the first time since the album recording and i felt like you did i was like wait where's my vocal cords like how do i do this again like do i know how to sing or what's because you don't know and i've been singing constantly for since i was a kid because i went to school and we had singing class like every i sang with my friends every day and then i 
I had work in a cabaret. We sang like for four hours and show in uh, five days a week for two years. And then I started to tour with Camelot and my own band. So I've been singing like constantly. And I think I probably developed some kind of, uh, you know, muscle tensions in my throat. I have like, I went to a massage therapist and he said he, I had the biggest neck muscles he had ever seen. And uh, so That's now a good thing. Kind of, <laughs> I guess so. Or it's, uh, and also because when I was sick, I found new ways how to like get a sound. So I was like, if I was twisting my head towards this way, I could sing okay. better than if I was straight. So I think I might have fucked up some things also uh, that I now have the chance to stabilize. So I was thinking that I might go to uh, take some basic vocal lessons just to make sure I still have the same and correct technique. Who did you go to to take those no, lessons? No, I haven't found anyone yet. Oh, okay. My sister is a vocal coach, but I want to find like somebody who's like over the top, super good. A name that I hear a lot in the industry is Melissa Cross. I don't know if you know that name. No, but I will write it down. Yeah, Melissa Cross. Maybe uh, she's doing like Skype stuff. I'm sure she is. Uh, I've interviewed so many musicians like yourself and they were talking about how they took vocal lessons from someone like her she has a good reputation in the industry and it was before i even uh you know spoke to them i knew about that name melissa cross and she's she's really good at like the soprano levels at least that's what i've heard you know from you know from the uh artists that i've interviewed but huh? you know does Interesting. this yeah so does this pandemic now that you're home you know does it open up new things for you personally oh, yes. and artistically that you may have not noticed before about yourself? Uh, yes. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I want to. I really want to take this time and make something valuable out of it. Um, so you, you, you have uh, an I album, guess... so that's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's uh, that's awesome. But yeah, like you said, like take time, get to know my myself because uh, when you just do like the same things over and over again, it's also easy to like kind of forget to listen to yourself and you just constantly focusing on, on like the output. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and of course, I'm, I always try to stay healthy and like, but I'm changing like routines. I'm trying new things. I'm. Uh, uh, like I said, I, I'm not, I would like to find, maybe develop some other kind of singing techniques that I didn't have time for. Because um, I have, like I said, I didn't take singing vocal classes since I quit uh, high school, which is kind of a long time ago. Or my, my, my education I had, 2007 I graduated. So it's a long time ago. And yeah, it's like just in general, I have this time to hang out with my family um, I, I will become an aunt within the next two weeks. Congratulations. So. Thanks, Aunt Elise. I can't wait. <laughs> it feels amazing. And I'm actually kind of happy also, like, from, well, the tour in the States would have been amazing, but also I'm kind of glad I'm here so I can be there when my sister gets her uh, baby. And, you know, it's like I'm I'm part of, of this family now because I've been only having my family in the metal scene with the band and other yeah. bands, you know. So it's like that's new, and then yeah, you start to reflect about things. I want to make write a solo album. We want to make a cover album with Amaranth, like based on our like all time favorite songs. That would be, be awesome. Ah, awesome. uh, and then uh, yeah, like 
we've probably seen all these live streams and we're thinking how we could do that and I just saw this uh, behemoth thing thing which was actually filmed in Poland where we recorded our latest videos also the archangel video which was released today I don't yeah, know yeah I, I, I did see it it is amazing so that <laughs> um, that's now I didn't even know that I did see the behemoth live stream a couple weeks ago and it's the same that team. was that's the awesome they're fucking amazing oh I'm sorry maybe I'm no lost. they are fucking amazing <laughs> And also the video team, like the producers there, the Grupa 13 is from Poland. It's crazy, guys. They're yeah, awesome. I, I think you guys need more fire. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. We, we do have it in the upcoming video. I can reveal that. That's exciting. You know, another thing that's really exciting was the touring life. And with Amaranth, you've been at this for over 12 years. So I wanted to ask, you know, how was the touring life for you? Because you played at so many festivals like Bloodstock, Fokken, Dreamhack, Download, Summer Breeze, the list goes on for you and you've been doing that extensively. So I wanted to ask, what was your favorite part about touring? Because now you're kind of taking like an unseen step back and does it make you have a growing appreciation of the touring life? Because we're talking culture, fans, even the food, so many things to pick apart oh, about dang. the touring life, you know? What was your favorite part about it? Oh my God, it's so funny asking this question. I can't even imagine how I I was able to do all this touring. You know, when you think about it now, how tired we got from traveling to Poland for three days, for example. Or like, I can't <laughs> believe like how we can survive this. And you immediately step out of your routines, being there for a few days, because now I have like my food routines at home where I make my own food, which I haven't done in 12 years, almost. Wow. And, uh, yeah, you learn learn new things about yourself, like like you said. But um, then you're like, just like, how is that even possible? Because it's such a hectic life, and it's so strange. And like you say, you experience new things all the time, like so much impact, like new cultures, different food, like all these things. But yeah, it's 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 uh, the sleeping routines gets uh, totally ruined. Um, you're scared of getting a virus, so that's some, nothing new for me. By the way, I've been scared of viruses my whole life, or since I started the store, especially because if we catch a cold, you know, it's me and Nils especially. It gets very hard for us to do our, yeah, you know, do our best. And so, uh, hmm. well, the best thing about it is probably to meet all the people and get that kind of energy which you get from playing a live show to see all these people in the same room. That's something totally, you know, different. And I also understand it now that if I would go to a show now, I would be so amazed and like ecstatic. Ecstatic, yeah. yeah. Because I was bigger. oh my God, it's like, it's loud, it's lights, it's uh, people, it's, uh, you know, everything. And, and it's such an amazing environment that uh, we were able to create before the corona crisis. So that's the best thing and I, I really miss it. You know, another, you know, we're talking about doing things that we're so familiar with. I, every week I was at a show and mm -hmm. it was like, it was a part of the lifestyle. I'm sure the same thing mm -hmm. you were with, you were traveling, uh, meeting so many people in the industry making so many connections and, and yeah. atmospheres and Amaranth. Mm -hmm. I know live experience is a very important part, which makes, oh, yes, yes. makes up the band. So I wanted to ask, and, and you've seen this for the last six months, live streaming. I know we talked about it. It's been a very popular topic on my show. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask, being on the road as long as you have, playing the music as long as you have, 
traveling as long as you have. Do you think the quarantine-induced live streaming surge that we're seeing right now, is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward? Do you still see bands doing this even after all this is over? Hmm, that's a very good question as well. Um, I th we we start we talked about it a lot uh, in the beginning, like oh god, this is maybe the new thing that you know. You mean that even if a band is able to tour, they will not do that because they will do a stay yeah. with this live stream. Ah, uh, yeah, I see. Uh, it might actually be the case uh, if it gets popular, but that's up to the fans. You know what I mean? If if uh, they prefer to sit at home and watch their favorite band. That's how it's going to be. But if they prefer to see them live and stop buying the tickets for the live streams, then this is what this is what's going to happen. So it's up to the it's up to the fans to decide that. Yeah, it. I love asking this question. There's no right or wrong answer because every musician, every talented person I've asked this, they always have a different answer because some of them be like, "Oh no, I'm never going to do live stream. I'm just going to wait until this is all over." And some mm -hmm. some of them are like, "Yeah, I would love to do live stream." I mean. Uh, fan interaction is one of the important things. Let me tell you what I did. Two weeks ago, I went to, I don't know if you saw this, the Metallica did the live streaming show in the nation, in the States here. I don't know if you knew about that. I didn't know and, that, no. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it was my first time seeing Metallica, and it was during a pandemic. I mean, you can't oh, write wow. it, you know? It's crazy. And and Dallas sold out. I went to the, you know, the live, it was like a, like a drive-in, and all the cars came in and parked in the field. And it was like a theater outside, and then they did the live streaming for Metallica. It felt very odd. It, as much as I really liked the experience, it made me miss the live experience even more. I felt sad in a way, but at the same time, it was nice to see all the fan interactions. And uh, it, I mean, I've never seen so many cars parked together in a field like that. And you know how, you know how when you guys are on stage, it's what's the popular thing? Oh yeah, let me see your horns, everyone. You know, mm. and you see the crowd raise their horns. What what did we get this this time around? They were saying, "Hey, let me hear you honk your horns, everyone!" So every when you pull down your window, you just hear everybody honking their horns after a song. It felt so weird, but it's we're making the best of the situation. You know, it's it's different. I know I know you're good friends with Jennifer Hobbin from Beyond the Black. I was mm -hmm. talking to her a couple months ago, and they did the they uh, they did the drive-in uh, live show, and it was interesting. Yeah. Jennifer loved it. It it was a way to interact with the fans still. I don't know if that's something that has crossed your mind wanting to do. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh well, I, uh, it's 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 crazy, but it's also so cute to, that people, you know, take whatever chances they get to to do things. And also it makes the fans and the artists very creative because everything has been looking the same now for for, you know, a very long time. Like yeah. releasing an album, go on tour, uh, recording a new album, tour that album again. It's like a circle that goes round round. And sometimes I think it's actually good to break up these kind of routines and stop Interesting. the circle for a little while. Because, like you said, it's so much things that come come out of it. And I, but I, I mean, in my imagination, I think that the live shows will be maybe even bigger and more appreciated when we are finally able to go back on tour. No, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, anymore. Yeah, you definitely. Know? You know, there's there's another band I interviewed. They said an album doesn't feel complete until you get to present it live to the fans. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that way? Yes, um, I do, and I wonder for how long we will need to wait until we can play the manifest album live. 
And I thought like, it would be kind of sad if we're not allowed to tour for two years. And I mean, we would obviously then start to write a new album within like a year or so. And then we would release that album. So this manifest album would like kind of get, you know, lost. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, I know, I know we covered so many things already, but I promise we'll talk about manifest now that now that we're talking about it. <laughs> so your sixth album manifest comes out October 2nd, nuclear blast records. And okay. When I was hearing this album, it was obviously heavy. Oh my goodness. Was it heavy? It was cinematic. I heard, I felt like I was watching an epic movie score and you guys had really? melodic. Yeah, it's, it, that's what I felt. And coming from a guy who loves movies, that just, that just correlated so well. I heard melodic death metal. I heard power metal. If you guys haven't, you know, established your trademark sound already, this album will do that. So when did, yes, yeah, yeah. When did production start for you for Manifest? Did it start back in April, like right before, like right around when the virus hit or did it start before that? Uh, you mean the recording? Yeah, just like at the first point you started writing for Manifest. Oh, the writing. Uh, we started to write the album. Uh, I already, we started to discuss it. And I think we had our first songwriting session in September, late August, September 2019. Oh, a year ago. Yeah. And that's when we started to plan. And like, oh, God, now we're kind of uh, starting a new chapter uh, with the new label and the uh, uh, management and um, yeah, everything. So we were like, what would we do then if we would like take the next step? And and it's like you said, we would wanted to establish our sound, like present the core and like what is most amaranth, the most amaranth amaranth can be. <laughs> and yeah. and, and that's what we want to manifest. Wanted to manifest, and the, the title was uh, came was basically the, the main inspiration and then I thought well I want a song called strong I want fearless I want you know all these like superlatives and the, also like you said the, the cinematic theme the like mysterious and like a little bit history uh, like poetry and the, uh, the paradise lost inspiration there and like all these kind of different things that we like and also how we watch see the world and um, oh everything from future to humanity right now and like the environment and like mental health and all these kind of different things women's uh, uh, development out uh, through like the feminism and uh, all, all these like different aspects that we have experienced since we started the band uh, yeah now very 10 over 10 years ago yeah i want to talk about that in a second but let's talk about jacob hansen for a second because yeah, sure. You worked with him in Denmark and Jacob, you know, he's worked with Epica, Delane, the Black Dahlia Murder, Volbeat. What was it like working with him? Was there a sense of comfortability knowing his background that when you're in the studio, okay, this is what I want. This is what I want to do. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. It's very easy for us to work with uh, Jacob Hansen, obviously, since we did all our albums there. And he knows us. He knows what we like. He knows our sound. And then, of course, he also wants to, to make each album better um so there's always a comparison to his previous work and he finds new plugs and he's like also very you know dedicated when he, with his work and um so it's nice so we kind of take each step uh, together and i also think that's how the mix was with this album that it sounds more heavy because you know of his um 
way of mixing the album and also from our perspective we were very uh, involved like always of course but like we were like uh, on the previous album we were missing a little bit of the choirs we think they were a little bit too low so maybe this time like take them even higher and like uh, the bass i wanted that to be really loud because i missed that you know it's like you 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 do stuff and then you you like it and then you can think what would we want to change and and uh, so it's uh, we just go there and we just start immediately it's never a discussion we just have some preferences like okay this is um uh how is how we want it this time you know and he's like yeah cool yeah so, that's so there is that's awesome that you had jacob there i mean that makes it that makes it that much more impactful for the album and i heard that you know olaf one of your bandmates mm -hmm. he talked about manifest being a philosophical album and at about the theme, I, we touched on it briefly. He was talking about it ranging, and the themes range it from like environmental impacts in the world to, to songs about breakups, to the fall of Lucifer and the rise of Satan. It was such a diverse and dark album. So I want to ask you, Elise, you know, to what level do you like to have a theme for your records? How important are themes to you? Is that more about helping you guys write or sound, or is that more for the audience? Because a lot of artists, they don't really care about themes. They just do 10 songs in the studio, and that's it, which is fine. But I feel like you guys had like a specific mindset to achieve that. Yeah, yeah I that's um, you put it very good, I think, that it helps us. Uh, it makes it easier to write songs if you know what your goal is and what you want to present. And therefore, we always discuss what should the theme be for this album and uh, I mean we obviously had different themes on every album some some albums are more like a little bit of everything like a mix and match and some albums are more about yeah let's like not touch so much upon heavy subjects and make it more like of a party album <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like this uh, very like more towards the, the focus on 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 different rit rhythms and like arrangements uh, focusing focus and and uh, yeah but like for for this album yeah it's, it was definitely an inspiration like okay if we have one last album to write and we want to like make people understand what we who we are and what we want to represent then it's like yes then i know exactly what i would like to do and that is a very inspiring start do you see Manifest being a snapshot of where you are at a certain time in your life? Absolutely. I think that's actually very much with every album. Um, and also now because everything that happened lately, which has been very dark, it also affected the album. So it's like, that's where the heaviness is based on. You know, all yeah. these kind of emotions that you've been having, because it's very hard to not get affected by everything that's happening around the world. And to us being artists it's it's a very it's a privilege to be able to kind of express that those feelings and emotions and everything from anger until like how you keep yourself motivated still and keep a positive mind which is even more hard nowadays than it was like 10 years ago but back then it was other things that we had to you know that motivated us but of course different things than it is now you know from playing shows and recording albums. You've also collaborated with, you know, Nightwish, Camelot, Falconer, Avalon, Gus G, who I've had on the show a couple months ago. He's a great guy. Beyond the uh -huh. Black. So you know, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. awesome. I love his cats. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to ask, you know, have your aspirations as a person or a band, have they changed or evolved since when you first started in the industry? Do you see things differently now? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think we feel more connected to the rest of the industry. I mean, when we started, we were obviously outsiders and like beginners, and it was a little bit uncertain if we would uh, be, uh, you know, how what the future would look like. But we really wanted to work hard, and we did, and we had the great opportunities. And we, one of the things that I appreciate the most is also that we got to know uh, a lot of other people, and we feel very connected to the business and like a big family now. Yeah great friends and people and it's so nice also that people are so open-minded and that we can help each other and nobody's judging one another we're just very like appreciate appreciative towards and also it's fun being amaranth you know because we don't really we don't have like a we don't concurrence and how do you say that in english we don't uh, compete with compete yeah, yeah, yeah. Else okay. because okay, we right, have right. our own sound and people understand like okay and it's also it was one of our, our one of the good things I think in the beginning of our career that if people would want to have like some kind of a party mood, you know, before going on stage, they want they they knew what band to you know to call. <laughs> remember <laughs> when I said all... yeah? Remember when I said the trademark sound that you guys had? You guys have established that. And and we've covered pretty much everything from top to bottom, Elise. So this is the last part of the interview. This is my favorite part. It's a very unique part. I'm gonna I'm gonna. This is something I do very special for my guests. What I'm gonna do, mm-hmm. I'm gonna put you on the hot seat. Hot seat. All right. What I'm gonna do, I'm gonna see if you know your own songs. Are you up to that challenge? Ah uh, yes yes. <laughs> That's fun. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I did this too. I did this to uh, uh, Jennifer. And she was like blown away at like the lyrics I called her. She's like, what? I wrote that? It was great. Um, okay. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to read a lyric. You just tell me what song you think it's from, okay? Uh-huh. Are you nervous? <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> you look nervous. <laughs> okay. Don't worry. I'll start you off easy, okay? Uh-huh. All right. Here we go. Oversee insanity, misfortune, and apathy. Apathy. London live life in denial. Uh... What, what the fuck is the song? <laughs> <laughs> You're singing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but obviously insanity is functioning. Oh, I do, I do or die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, because I, I was thinking about which song should I pick. I was gonna think about uh, picking Archangel, but you see, but the word Archangel is in the lyric that you sing. So that would have been too easy. And this one you did with, with Angela Gasso, yeah, who yeah. we all know, you know, she's been around for a long time. It's great that you got to work with her. All right, you're good. Let's keep going. There's no trace of yesterday examining my faith. See a starlit hallway for the future I create. Stardust. Mm. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Say it again. This is... I'm going out of order. Okay. There's no... (laughs) There's no trace of yesterday examining my faith. See a... a, Starlit hallway for the future I create. Before the darkness gets me. Catch me, I've got my wings to fly. True! Yes. If anything, I'm making you rethink your set list now. I'm ready. Yeah, you got it. See, I'm making you rethink rethink it now. Like your set list. Whenever you go back on stage, the songs you gotta pick. Alright, I'm throwing it back here, okay? This is an old one. Well, I don't know if it's an old one, but it's it's a it's a good one. 
You ready? Hear me, see me, what I tried to find was emancipation of the human mind. human mind. Hear me, see me, da 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 Fun. It's, it's like, how can I not come up, find the title immediately? Hear me, see me, what I tried. No, 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 Okay, the full lyric, okay, hear me, see me, what I tried to find was emancipation of the human mind, because hear me, see me, put your life on the line, a confirmation life. of your strife, you... Confirmation of your strife, I'm a good... Oh, or the leave everything behind, of Yeah, course. That's, the, that's the next lyric, I was, I was like, should I read that? <laughs> you leave everything behind, yeah. See, you do your own, know your own songs, good job. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. All the hate and the lies and the problems that you find, and the fights the you make up. The problems that you find and the fights you make up make you feel just a little bit better. Don't need to see it all. Grab it and move on. Don't turn your away. Oh, I love that song. Uh, I love that song too. <laughs> the hate and the lies and the problems that you find and the fights you make up make you feel. Don't need to see it all. Cry before the phone. Let's go. Oh, wow. um, yeah, you can do the growls too. Look at that. But, uh, do you know which album? It's all real, maybe. Eh? Mm -hmm. It's it's off of Helix. Oh, Inferno. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> okay. I shake by the septic infection, a rush as it runs down my spine. It feels like I'm crossing the border. My hunger comes alive. It's it, maybe uh, may, maybe a tricky one. Maybe it's uh, splintering my soul. It's from it's from Nexus. Oh wait, it's from spine. <laughs> This is so fun. Oh, I'm getting like two. My brain. Like through That's everything. good. That's good. You want to read it again? Uh, okay. I shake by the septic infection, a rush as it runs down my spine. It feels like I'm crossing the border. My hunger comes alive. I should play like the Jeopardy theme. Oh my god. <laughs> I know which album was it again? It's from the Nexus. Oh wait, burn with me. N no, no. Uh, you're close. I think it's I don't know if it's the It feels like a theme me up tempo song. You know, you know what? I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give it to you because because you you know the song. It's Stardust. All right. Let's keep it going. We got a couple more. First song I mentioned. That's why I probably kind of sorted that one out. What was the first song? 
No, I, I said the wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Stardust, but then it was that was kind of funny. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it just shows how impressive your catalog is because you you guys have so many great songs you can just pick apart from. That's just so impactful. All right. Now come, let me be your light. There's a truth we can't defy. Somehow this time you won't deny it. What got lost inside? Oh, I have... Let me be your light. There's a truth we can't find. Somehow this time you won't deny it. What got lost inside? I have found it. Oh, there's a reason why I will love you endlessly. I could try singing that, but I definitely wouldn't be as good as you. Oh, endlessly. <laughs> yep, there you go. That was the next one. For Maximalism. I think that's a great album. That's That may be my favorite one. Oh, awesome. Thanks. All right, this is the last one. Yeah. You will be there forever on. I know that time might never seem too long. When you're in my arms, I know I'm home. Only your heartbeat makes that sound. Oh my god, it's so beautiful! <laughs> oh, oh. One more time. I feel like this album is giving you difficulty. It's the same album, too. You will be there forever on. I know that time might never seem too long. When you're in my arms, I know I'm home. Only your heartbeat makes that sound. You're home. I feel like I could read these lyrics as like a bedtime story. Yes, you could. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, what album is it from? This is Helix. Man, my God! I'm not sure why that album's giving you trouble. <laughs> is it not? It, yeah. That, I don't know either. Maybe I was in some kind of coma it's, while um, I wrote it. I'm trying to see what clue can I give you. Only that heartbeat, but that, that arms. It's say. 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 Oh, okay. Here's the thing. Here's a here's a clue. It's a bonus track. Oh my. God. God, that's maybe why I wasn't really because we didn't. If there is songs we don't like constantly play live, then they of course they, there's something you write in the moment and then yeah, you yeah. tend to make me forget it. But oh, then it's uh, of course the it's the uh, <laughs> say say the word. Yes. And I'll be fine. <laughs> oh God. Yes. Into your mind. <laughs> Man, oh. Elise, you were awesome. That was great. You got the songs. You you know your own songs. You're good. Yeah, now we now you can exhale. All right, you escaped. You survived. <laughs> and it's also so weird, like when you just hear someone else read it. It's the first time I. I it's a different. Yeah, it gives a different situation. atmosphere when you just read it as opposed uh, to singing it. Of course, I could I could sing like all my questions to you <laughs> instead of just you you know reading the question. It it gives a whole different atmosphere. I think yeah. that is very important because it shows the way to deliver a message in a song. Mm -hmm. I, I guess if if that makes sense, Absolutely. you sing it in a certain way to deliver that message, as opposed to saying, oh. "Hey, I love you," or I'm not going to sing, but you know, you could sing "I love you," and it's yeah, just more impactful. Yeah, like uh, melody is, is its own language. Yeah, definitely. 
Well, Elise, we have run out of time. This has been... Maybe you can make a podcast recording where you like kind of read all the, the lyrics through. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, yeah, I'll tell you this. We'll, we'll do another episode with you and the guys. See if you guys know the songs. We'll do a lot more songs. Obviously, I'm going to have you back on here again. This will, this is great. Um, do you have any like last words, anything you want to mention? Just any shout outs you want to put in before we finish things off here? Just, uh, I hope uh, people will enjoy Manifest and I pray for uh, Gas Monkey Dallas to, to open again. And uh, we can't wait to come back to Texas. We yeah, we can't. I mean, we can't wait to have you here. And everyone who's listening, this, you know, Manifest, the new album from Amaranth, October 2nd, Nuclear Blast Records. Please buy the album. Please purchase, you know, whatever you can to help out Amaranth, um, Elise, and the rest of her crew. I mean, mm. bands need your help now more than ever. You know, they don't get to do what they do without the fans, without your help. So, you know, and you can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple, on any major podcast streams you have. Elise, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Uh, please be safe out there. I know you guys are fine in Sweden. I mean, the States mm. are just a mess, but um, mm. please be safe out there. And, you know, we can't wait to see you back here in the States, okay? Uh, likewise. And you guys stay safe as well until uh, we see you all. So take care and keep uh, keep keep hopes and faith and everything and uh, enjoy music and have fun. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview on the Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. And also, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can find us at Interview Under Fire at Facebook or at Instagram. Or you can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or Rezablade. That's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.com.